Welcome to the Experts Podcast, where we take you behind the scenes of what it really means to be in the media. Featuring interviews with media stable experts and some of Australia's most prominent media, we'll break down some of the myths, the fears, the skills and the knowledge needed to succeed in the media. The Experts Podcast is for the business owner, communicator, PR professional, leader of industry or anyone looking to develop their profile to be a recognised expert. The Experts Podcast is powered by Media Stable. Well, it certainly is powered by Media Stable. Nick Hayes with you. Hello, Lana Hill. Hello, Nick Hayes. Lana, we've got a fairly big deal here in the I know. Uh, studio. I'm His excited. His name's Steve Harris. He's from the brand agency. Hello, Steve. Hello. Pretty excited. <laughs> Pretty excited. Hey, Steve, uh, thanks for coming in to talk the Experts Podcast. Um, we talk all things communications, media. Brand agency, you're the you're the biggest in Perth. How are we going? How's the advertising industry looking at the moment? I'm, and I'm pigeonholing you in the advertising space because you're going to tell us a little bit more about brand agency. But how how do you see the advertising well, industry here in WA? Thanks for the pigeonhole um, because <laughs> it's it's pretty it, it's pretty broad scope. So if you take our business, probably forty percent is what you call advertising. Um, you know, TV commercials, radio yep. commercials, press ads, the sort of traditional stuff that you'd call advertising 10 years ago, and 60% is not. So, you know, websites, e-commerce, ah. uh, digital transformation, all that sort of stuff. So, in But you are the biggest in WA when it comes to the advertising space. Is that, yeah. is that fair to say? We've got around about 100 people sort of run the business between 96, 97 and 102, 103 people. Don't wow. really want it to get much bigger than that because it gets too hard to manage. Mm. But I think the next biggest has probably got around 50. Yeah. Um, so ab- absolutely the biggest in WA. We, we always like to shy away from size because the number one reason people give us for not wanting to work with us is they say, we want to be somewhere smaller. Yeah. yeah. So we don't say biggest, we say the best. The biggest. Uh, you know. <laughs> That's what I always Qual- say, Lana. <laughs> I'm not saying we're the biggest, we're we're the best. We're just yeah. the best. Yeah, but, but how's it, how's it gone? It, it's been a fascinating year, and and I'm the oldest person in the company, and in our sort of major shareholder business, I'm one of the oldest people in the in the business in Australia, New Zealand as well. Right. So I remember things like 2008, 2009. I remember good times, bad times, um, stock market crashes, all that sort of stuff. So if you look at our business, and and I think probably reflective of the wider industry. In March and April, I couldn't sleep at night. Mm. Um, COVID hit around about the middle of March. Our business in Perth did sort of 50% of its budget in March. And um, that was tracking as normal to the 15th of March. And then the second two weeks, pretty much nothing. Wow. Um, And then the same in April. And um, I was getting pretty gloomy about where things were going to head. But come the end of April and starting May, um, we've gone gangbusters. It's probably never been busier oh, fantastic. Um, is is the answer and like like everyone else in Perth things are rocking along really strong Steve I, about that time in April May last year I wrote an article Lana for smart company you did with reference to the fact that never have more eyes ears uh, been on traditional media whether it be print radio television because we were all looking for information about COVID when we, we were coming out of this up. we were locked down yep. we were looking for real information. And I think that's when we were going, why did all the companies fall off? Why did they stop their advertising? Why did they 
stop their messages when we probably needed to hear them more than more than ever, and when more f- when more eyes and ears were on them. Well, and there's a bigger irony because never was there better value being delivered. <laughs> yes. Like the, so the, true. the price of a TV commercial in the news, or an ad in the newspaper, or even on a website news website, um, never more people were reading them. So great value. But I think advertising and marketing spend is really a confidence game. And if you look into the future and think confidence and think you need to be getting a share of that, you spend money. Um, And if you think the world's going to end, you stop spending money. And we had, I mean, talked about the sort of split of our business. We had major companies where we're producing sort of a nine-month major digital platform slash website, and they're ringing up and cancelling it. Wow. We're going, why are you cancelling it? They're going, we don't know about the future. So it was that lack of confidence, mm. and then it's come back like an out-of-control freight train. That's awesome. Out-of-control out of freight train. So what does an out-of-control freight train look like there in the <laughs> advertising space? Because, I mean, you know, let's look back 2006, 2008, when things just before the, the, the downfall, the, the market crashes, etc. What does an out-of-control uh, freight train look like today? Well, people are trying to get their share of the prosperity. So, you know, people are spending money and clients are out there spending money trying to capture that, firstly. But the big growth area for us has been in digital, digital transformation because people are moving, you know, and everyone's talking about this. It's not unique in any sense. People are trying to fast track their their move to digital transformation. If you look at Perth businesses, everyone from coffee shops to car yards to... um, to, to big professional practices, everyone has benefited from the biggest boom in history, probably economically. And the mm. GDP of Western Australia, if we were a country, we're probably one of the top five countries in the world and have had better growth than anyone else. So it doesn't matter what you're selling or doing in Perth, car washes, pet shops, coffee shops, you're doing better than everyone else and you think it's you and your business. The reality <laughs> is you're just floating on the high tide. Yeah. And so what's happening now is we're, we're getting a real resurgence of businesses going, well, how do we, how do we future-proof? How do we yeah. move to a digital platform? And that's benefiting us significantly. That's awesome. It was so important during that time though, was, you know, the businesses and I think the businesses that didn't have perhaps their e-commerce, you know, their digital marketing where it needed to be, you know, when we all shift away from physical experiences whether that be you know in a cafe or in in you know retail the businesses that didn't have that were exposed and you know obviously there's some terrible stories out there but I think the ones that had those platforms they're ready to go their brand was strong their message was strong they they just went even bigger yes but spot on and we're seeing clients bifurcate into two main categories one is clients who are going, well, it's doom and gloom. We still don't know what's going to happen in the future. And then the other direction is clients are going, we've got to take control. Yeah. And we're not going to sort of just ride whatever wave comes our way. We're going to make our own future. And that's that's the really positive thing. And they're the people who I think will prosper long term. Look, where this economy sits in five or six months' time, you know, job keeper, job seeker, um, all the early superannuation withdrawals, all that sort of stuff, yeah. who knows. But at the moment, it's um, it's rolling along. Wonderful, Steve. The you've 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 had an interesting past, and one of the past times I want to refer back to is your time at the Fremantle Dockers. Oh, uh, the yes. Prez, the Prez. Yeah. Um, you you hold such a, a position there within the communications industry, and then to be the, I guess, the leader of what 
well, Western Australia, depends on which uh, <laughs> side you're, whether a West Coast or a Dockers supporter, which one you prefer. But, um, you know, a, such a high-profile team. How, how did you pull off both of those yeah. during your time? I mean, is it was it was it a challenge? Was it something there that you used your position at Brand or was it you used your position at Frio to to be able to uh, hold such a, a hold such high two two high positions. Look, the 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 reality is, I went into it back in two thousand and eight, having no real idea of the the actual time commitment and the headspace commitment and emotional commitment. And having discussions back then, people were saying, "Oh, I'd be six or seven hours a week." <laughs> wow, um, that's fine. And how I, many were, How many was it? I was young and dumb, and and, and <laughs> you, you sort of want to believe um, what you want to believe. Yeah. Look, the reality was game game day would be an eight hour experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the most the most fun you can have with your pants on, I, I would always <laughs> say um, about that role, and got to meet some fantastic people and learned a huge amount. But the the reality is, the sacrifice comes on the personal front, yeah, and the sacrifice comes to family because yeah. you got to keep your job going because you need income. And a lot of people would ask me, you know, so they'd say, "How much does it pay to be president of the Dockers?" Yeah, yeah well, zero actually, but. Um, so you've got to keep your job going and you've got to keep the club, uh, you know, roll at the club and be professional. So what takes the, what takes the bite is your personal life. It's, oh, your, it's your family and your personal life. So I stepped out at the end of 2016. Dale Alcock stepped in. Yep. Sort of planned transition. And I see Dale a bit and um, we always shake hands and I start laughing at him and he starts <laughs> laughing at me <laughs> because we both know the reality of it. But it's, a, it's an incredible pro- high-profile position as well i mean you know you're you're the leader of one of the uh the the two biggest clubs that sit here in western australia um did it help in business did it help and support with what you were doing on the communications front on the brand agency front look a a number of issues on it i think the first thing was you get incredible access yeah um and if you if you want to talk to people in town you ring up from an advertising agency comms business you've got one level of access but there is no door closed to you um as chairman of a football club (laughs) and particularly when your club's hot and we played in the grand final in 2013 unsuccessful i'm still going dry mouth when i say that unsuccessfully (laughs) But amazing when, day, when, you, when your club's hot, um, you've got um, unlimited access to anyone anywhere you want, which is really, really good. Um, I learned a massive amount in terms of professional development about teamwork, leadership, um, and, and having the inside run in a, in a really successful, well-run business that the club was, and also the AFL. Awesome. Um, it gave me a huge edge from a business perspective. The interesting thing from a brand agency perspective is um, the time it would take, because every meeting you go to, clients want to talk about footy, which was yep. always great, but the most common response I would get from clients would be, you're probably too busy, but... Yeah. And so there was a perception that the agency, the brand agency, wasn't my main priority, which ah. it was, which it was. But yeah. um, that was that was one of the challenges. So even still in the communication space, Lana, because uh, what Steve faces where brand agency, you're probably too big, we need to go with someone too small, or mm. you're probably too busy. It's all perception, isn't it? I mean, perception is such a big thing that we've all got to tackle, not just with our own brand, but, you know, with what people think of us. Uh, that's a challenge, even when we're professional communicators. Yeah, yeah. so true. E- we, exactly. Were you a Dockers supporter already, Steve? Uh, absolutely. Oh, okay, absolutely. very good. Um, I'm an East Rio girl, so. Oh, oh that's good. <laughs> Look, the, the, 
the learning that you can take out of an experience like that, and one of the great things about my day job is you get to look inside lots of different businesses. So you might be selling energy in the morning, education yep. in the afternoon, property in the evening. So you get all that sort of insight. But to actually have an operational focus in another business where you can see inside the numbers, what drives it, what makes success and what makes failure is a real privilege and it ma makes me a whole lot better in my day job as a leader and a manager having had those insights. Awesome. Take out COVID, but what has been the biggest other thing that's happened to communications industry that you see has been one of the biggest challenges? Um, what, what, has it, what has changed the industry more so than anything? Well, it's what change has changed everything and that's digital transformation and the move to digital. If you go back to 1989 when I'm starting out in advertising, um, if you knew how to do a TV commercial, radio commercial, press ad, maybe an outdoor billboard, maybe a catalogue, maybe direct mail, that was sort of a bit marginal, you could be really, really successful. Yep. Now there are hundreds of ways to communicate. And so instead of having a narrow skill set, um, you need to have a much broader skill set and you need to understand how digital works. And digital changes every single day and every single yeah. week. What works this week doesn't work last week and vice versa. So that's been the amazing change. And if people are staying on top of that, then they can be successful. If you're not on top of it, you, you fail um, and you can fail really quickly. The other big challenge around that is digital lets global companies come into your lounge room and your backyard. So, sure. you know, if you're... Channel 7, 9 and 10, you thought you were fighting against each other for 20 or 30 years <laughs> and then meantime Netflix comes in and, you know, so how many people from Netflix work in Perth or they even think about Perth? Yeah. Know. So you've got all these global competitors in pretty much every sector. If they're not here now, they're on their way. Yeah. 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 It, it, I mean, digital has changed it without any doubt. And, and I like that Netflix sort of scenario there because I was just thinking I've just binge watched Cobra Kai just recently and I'm going like oh, that's taken all my time away from seven, uh, nine and ten. Yeah. Well, you're on the you're on the quality viewing then if you're watching the karate kid. I tell you what, it, after each episode I kept saying no more, oh no my God. more. The original is so much better. But I just got in there. I got in there and watched it all. But you know what? I wasn't going on to the traditional networks that I normally have. I do no. I do look to it for the news. Um, Steve, you're an avid writer. You love your opinion editorial pieces. I do enjoy reading them. Why do you write in the paper? Why, why is it? Does it take a topic for you to get fired up about or is it something there you sort of go, uh, oh, I've got a bit of an interest in it. I'm going to let people know what I think. I, I studied journalism. So um, I did journalism at university. Never finished, but studied, studied journalism. And, um, you know, back, back in the day was a, a, a big John Pilger fan and um, budding communist. Um, ended, ended up sort of heading in a different direction. But I love writing. I think it's a really strong discipline mm. to get your thoughts out. And um, I am opinionated. I've, I've got opinions on quite a few things and I, d and I don't mind sharing them. So I think it's a discipline. When I left the Dockers um, back into 2016, I sat down and said to myself, well, I'm going to have some more time. What I'm going to do, you know, part of that was family, marriage, relationships, things like that. But one of the things was I wanted to write. So I set myself a task of writing um, I think six times a year, wanted to write something that was publishable. And a uh, strange set of circumstances in the first year, I probably did that in the first couple of months because the I took an advertising approach, which is rather than write one perfect piece, write two or three yep. and um, see which one's best. And um, the two or three were getting in different directions were getting published. So yeah. that was good. But I have stepped back from that in the last year or so, but I might get 
crank that up again. Well, do well those pieces that you do write. I think that because of also too. Do you feel well if you haven't been doing it for a little while? It feels it feels like you've only did it last week. That, that's the power, I suppose, of a good op-ed is that uh, you're a thinker, you're a thought leader in your space and your industry. Has that has that sort of you, you mentioned earlier that you are the more senior person within your own business and also too with your own industry. Do you feel a responsibility to continue telling those stories or, or feeding that those kind of messages into because of your seniority? No, n- not really. It's purely a personal indulgence. You know, I'd like to talk about some more noble cause about changing the world or something, but it's really a personal indulgence in in some ways. You know, someone like might might like to knit or garden or something like that. I like thinking through issues and expressing myself. So. Um, sadly, no noble cause, Nick. No noble cause. <laughs> oh, well, we were looking for one, Lana. We were looking for one. Um, let's talk about uh, the your forty percent of your advertising space. Your advertising is what you do. That migration to the digital area and to the other forms of communication was it something that you were you, you saw coming, or, or something you were comfortable with? Did you realise that this is something that you had to do as a as an industry to to stay relevant? It it. It was coming, and it's been coming for a long period of time. If you think of the big, the big uh, moment, I think 2009, Forbes magazine ran a story on Nokia, um, and Nokia was on the cover, yes. and they said, "This is the greatest company in the world." Nokia taking over the world. A year later, the iPhone iPhone came out, 2010, and a year after that, Nokia sort of ceased to exist as a viable operation, mm. um, and. I went to an advertising conference in 2010 and we were probably dabbling in digital and all this sort of stuff as a business, but I went to the conference, the conference was in France, good conference, and flew back and I was having panic attacks on the plane, like my heart was beating fast and I was was getting agitated, thinking how far behind the rest of the world we were. Yeah. And um, we were, you know, I talked about the sort of lackadaisical Perth businesses we were, we were one of those, you know, business was good because we were in Perth yep. and we came back and just pushed massively into that area. Wow. De- de- deliberately and massively. And it's built us to a degree, you know, the Silicon Valley term is a moat. It's built us a bit of a moat. Mm. It's not impregnable, but we've got probably 30 people in technical digital roles in our business that no one else has got. So if you think of our business as the largest in town, if you took out all the digital transformation, digital platforming work we'd probably only be a 50-person business, not a 100-person business. Wow. Yeah. So we've got a strategic competitive advantage. Um, every day you wake up and that's being eroded by someone you've never met before, but that gives us a bit of an edge. Wow. It's staggering to think that was 10 years ago. You yep. know, that Nokia example, the next – and I, I do – I'm pretty sure I remember that cover you're talking about. It was only 10 years ago. Yeah. Nokia's. <laughs> I th- well, I thought BlackBerry was going to be here to stay, but that uh, fell over pretty quickly as well. It was uh, – just technology, and if it hasn't been done well, if it hasn't been promoted well, it's yep. out the door. One of the things uh, I want to cast you back to 2019. I had we had just done a meet the media in Perth at the Australian Institute of Management, and I, uh, halfway through the meet the media, there was an announcement that came from because all the journalists were up on the stage and their phones were starting to go off. A certain coach of a football club, Ross Lyon, had been let go or he had resigned. <laughs> and I think it was it was Ben Harvey yes. from the West Australian that got up and said, Broke it on just stage. Wanna, just want to very just quickly alert everyone. Um, yeah, uh, Ross Lyon <laughs> has, uh, has... Breaking re- news. Was, it, was he let go or was he uh, re- resigned? He resigned. He resigned. Yeah. So it resigned from Fremantle Footy Club. 
2019. Was it 2019? Oh, yeah, that one. Sorry, yeah. I thought you meant hiring him, not when he left. No, no, yeah. no, you didn't know. It. That was when he was leaving. Mm. Um, the very next day, you and I caught up and in your office, in your offices there, and one thing that I wanted to, to bring up with the brand agency is your focus on people and family. Your offices, your office space, very, very up to date, very, very clear. But you've got a very big, clear focus on family, family rooms and stuff like that. Um, I know we haven't caught up for a little while. Are those rooms still there? Is, <laughs> is that still your focus? Your, your people, your people. How important are they to the brand agency? Look, is look, my long-winded question. Here. <laughs> it, it is. If you look at our the the staff demographic, I think average age in the business is twenty seven years of age, wow. and. The uh, I think we're about 74, 75% female. Yep. And the major challenge to our business is retaining that female talent through yeah. mat leave and getting and getting people back. And so we put a lot of time into setting the business up to be family friendly. I, I don't know how well we're doing. I think we're doing it probably better than others. So we have got rooms that are designated um, where you can bring your kids in. There's toy boxes, playstations, all that sort of stuff. Um, I'm sure that's so, not for a few of the uh, few of the brand agency employees. Well, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure they use, I'm sure they use it, but um, we we do have a focus on that. How well we're doing? Look, I think we're doing better than others because in our industry, it's just the biggest challenge the the non retention of women when they when they leave to have kids. Oh, and so, so true. Um, we figured that fundamentally, our business we've got it's all people. The factory is people, and if you can have the best people, you're going to win the war. So um, it's sort of a, Jim, Jim Collins, um, good to great, the core principle is um, don't worry about strategy so much, worry about who's on the bus. Yes. If you have the best people on the bus, you'll succeed. And so we, we try and deliver against that. And if you could win the game of retaining the best talent, and the best talent is 75% female in late 20s, early 30s, if you wow. win that, then you'll win the war. Yeah. So there's that's a core platform for us. I'm, I'm sure there'll be... Um, female employees of the brand agency going, well, hang on, they haven't got that quite right. And I'm sure we haven't. Yeah. But, um, you know, one of the things we do, for example, is we looked at paid mat leave, but around about 35, 40% of the people who leave don't come back. Sure. So we thought, why pay? So we pay childcare. We pay 50% of the childcare costs for the first year coming back. Wow. So we try and do things differently. That's massive. Yeah. That's so, huge. So it's a different it's a different way of spending the money. Mm. We don't want you to go on mat leave. We want you to have kids and come back to the office. Yeah. So we put the financial incentive there rather than on the leave. That is, I mean, that is a great move because I think, you know, you want them to come back. You don't want to pay them out to, to, to stay as, as mums and, and just uh, not, not, not return that valuable resource that they yeah. are and who they are. So I think that's really powerful. Nick, COVID, COVID's ripped that, ripped that up. I think ripped rip the traditional model up because COVID's, yeah. COVID's proven you don't need to be in the office well, that's what and you can work from home. How many of your staff are working from home? Last week we had 95, 96 of our staff in Perth working from home. Wow. Um, well, so it's it's pretty easy. You can do it. The challenge is, I think you can become disconnected from the community. Yes, I agree. Um, and particularly for young people, um, that's where you're going to learn. That's where you're going to meet people, build your network. You want to be in the office. And it's to those very people that you've just been talking about there that need to come into the office because I think as young mum, you're a young mum, Lana. Um, in not that, that young anymore. Oh. <laughs> Keep offending you Thanks with my youngness. Thanks, Nick. I love it. No, but, I, I but, love it. You know, but you know what it's like is yes. when you do want to sit down and concentrate getting the work done or at least 
be in an environment where you can make that work happen. Oh, absolutely. And be stimulated, you know, be have not only have the space to think about one thing at a time, you know, rather than obviously kids being in the background or whatever, but yeah, being being able to bounce ideas off your colleagues. That was one of the things I missed the most, Nick, when we were locked down last mm. week, you know, you can still get the job done, but it's just um not as much fun and not as inspiring, I don't think. Steve, what's next? I mean, you're part of WPP. You're the, one of the biggest global communications companies in the world. What's next for Steve Harris? Oh, look, I, I love my job. Um, I occasionally get people say, are you, you going to retire or something like that? And I think, no, I, I love getting out of bed in the morning mm. and I love coming into work and it energises me. I think I can add a lot of value. And I'm perpetually paranoid. Uh, we're, <laughs> we're brand agencies number one in town. Um, we've got a huge target on our back. Yeah, it's mm. hard to grow because we've got clients in most of the major categories. So gr- growth, growth is a challenge in a sense. Yep. So you know we, we've got a big job to do. And we're talking about Perth. We've also got a really successful business in Melbourne and a really successful business in Auckland as well. Yep. So there's still a big job to done to do. I feel I can add a lot of value, and um, you know. Barring getting pushed out the door at some point, which may, which may well happen, <laughs> uh, I'm having a great time and enjoying it. No one's chipping at you, biting at your ankles, are there's, they? There's plenty of really good people, and that, that's that's a great thing. There should be. No, and that's it. You want them to, because if they can't and they're not trying to, then they're probably not on the they're not on the right bus. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, so the kind of clients that you are working for, I think you've you've got probably all the top brands. Where you you um you RAC you've got who, who was no no no, no, no you don't not, have the not, RAC. not RAC if you think of our business so the global national business is WPP yep and they own a few businesses in this marketplace so they've got Wanham and Thompson um, yep. Gavin Bain leads that business um, they've got the brand agency they're a major shareholder in but they're not a hundred percent shareholder so we've got um, two big or the number one and number two by size businesses in Western Australia so gr- growth growth is interesting brand agency has um, the the business strategy is to work with the number one, two, or three um, business in each category, right? Where you can deliver a good quality service and make profit. Have you got Bunnings? Uh, Bunnings is an East Coast client out of our Melbourne office. Out of your yeah. Melbourne office, good, good. I should have done my research here, Alana, but uh, <laughs> you know, you, you do tend to have all the top brands here in in Perth. We, we've certainly got one, the number one, two, or three brands yeah. in most in most categories. How, how well awesome. do you get along with Gavin Gavin Bain from? Wonderman Thompson. Yeah, really well. We've been working together now. Um, I think that deal went through in July last year, and I've been working with Gavin for um, eight or nine months. Yeah. He's taught me a huge amount. He's a very different individual to me. That's good. Yeah. Um, he's got a lot more um, community focus um, in terms of his approach, and I've learned a huge amount from working with him. He's a he's a clever guy, and their business. Like, you don't want two businesses that are identical in the market yes. stand for the same thing. You don't want two cokes in the market, no. right? So. Um, we're very different businesses and attract different sorts of clients and different people. And um, he's taught me a huge amount. He's good. He is good. He's he's one of the most downloaded yes. podcasts on the Experts Podcast, Hello, Steve. Well, this, so this there's will, no this pressure. Will be bigger. This will be bigger. <laughs> this will be bigger. Because <laughs> yeah. even yeah. if I have to sit at home and just repeatedly download myself, <laughs> we'll try and beat that. I think it only registers one per person. Yeah, you have to send it to some family. Get it on all the devices. Get it out to all your staff. Um, make sure they listen. Hey, um, great to have you in the studio to talk about this because I think, you know, the, where we are as a communications industry, it's completely changed. Have you ever seen the change? changes that have taken place in the last two, three years 
over your whole media career, your communications career? Have you seen such advancements and changes like we've seen in the recent three years? Oh, I'd go further than that. The last the last twelve months, it's, yeah, it's mm. absolutely massive, and it feels feels almost cliche to be talking about it because so many people are uh, are in the media talking about the the pace of change and the quantum of change. But no, not, nothing like it ever. And I think we're we're reaching a tipping point with some some media and some activities in the industry where where we'll see even change will accelerate even further. Yeah. Because if you're in the business of coping with change by cost cutting, by twenty twenty one you've cut all the cost out of your business. So, so true. You know, you, you can't keep progressing down that path. So I think there's no question we've hit a tipping point and change will accelerate. Yeah, look it, it is. It's moving at incredible rates and we are looking at sort of uh, an industry that you know what it will look like in 12 months time i'm i'm even no one's really got the crystal ball to to bring out um i'm hoping that confidence is going to step back in i think that uh to your point earlier steve in that uh those businesses that need to get on with it are going to get on with it and i think those that are are going into their bunker being a little bit quieter are those that are, are not too certain or not confident enough to actually keep their brand going whether they're going to be around in 12 to 18 months time anyway so i think it you know not now is the time to draw a line in the sand and say hey uh, i'm going to be here i'm going to be here th- this time next year uh, i've got to start working on communicating this and communicating it effectively fantastic stuff um Steve, if people want to get in contact with the brand agency, how do they do it? Just Google the brand agency. You'll find us. Got a good website. <laughs> all the details there. Well, I hope you've got a good website. It's a great website. I was yeah. checking out earlier today. Yeah, well, well you'd want to. They would have built it themselves. They've, they've, they've got to, <laughs> True. They've got to do all this stuff now. <laughs> Jeez, it was a lot easier back in the day, wasn't it, when you just had to... When you had to file an ad and knock, knock out a brochure and courier, courier the material to the West Australian <laughs> right out, and then head out to lunch by yes. twelve thirty. Correct, correct. And, and you wouldn't get you wouldn't get back home until Saturday morning. Oh, correct. That sounds good. Correct. Why wasn't I around then? Oh, those were the good old days. Um, what just on that is? Have you found that the socialisation, the, the the connection, any different recently? I mean, we're all a little bit older, a bit more mature these days. But is it has the? I mean, journo's themselves don't have the time to go out to lunch the Friday. The lunch fun's and, being sucked out of the <laughs> hasn't it? The fun. I, I think young people working in an advertising agency or in the communications business should have a lot of fun, and they should build up relationships. And the twenty four seven accessibility, emails, workloads. Um, you know, political correctness, the fun has been sucked out of the industry. It's and that's that's a challenge. Yeah, it so has. I, we've got to bring back the Friday Bring lunch. back the fun. Weren't we just talking about this last week? We were. Last Thursday. Yeah, we're a lot of talk and not a lot of action, <laughs> I feel fair. like we can pioneer this change, Nick Hayes. All right. Well, maybe with a bit of Steve's help. Yeah, can, sounds good. Let's bring it back. Hey, wonderful <laughs> to have you here. And I, look, it's, it's great to be talking to those... Uh, that are very much behind the the communication space of some of our biggest brands and also too I mean we get to regularly talk to a lot of media but we're finding though the connection is is still there it's still strong and it's all about relationships as well and I dare say Steve your relationships that you have you would hold on to those quite dearly as well the the fact that you can build on those because it's not all about the client and the content that you can produce it's also to you your personality the business itself the relationship that you have with those that you communicate to still very strong absolutely and i think you've got to transcend you know if you're in a relationship and it's all one way and you're just selling something that doesn't work you've got to have a long-standing relationship of trust and you've got to deliver on that there's got to be something in it for everyone and um that's sort of one of the things i believe strongly in 
Wonderful. Steve Harris from the brand agency. Doesn't get you never get confused with Peter Harris. Peter Harris when he wasn't he didn't he used to run PPR? PPR yeah, yeah. No, no relation. No relation. No relation. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm I'm sure you're very pleased to that. Um, <laughs> sorry, Peter. Um, Wonderful, wonderful to have you. Uh, that's another good one, Lana. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Love, love talking all the things that are, you know, in the media world. Yeah, all well, the things. But the thing that the one thing is that you can also too with brand agency, you can get confused that it was, and it has always traditionally been advertising. Yeah. But it's now incorporates the whole lot, so uh, yeah. it, it's a it's a full full committed uh, agency service provider to all things comms. Good, good sales pitch, good clothes. <laughs> working on that. He's getting better at his clothes. I am getting better. I'm, I'm a shocking closer. <laughs> hey, that's another episode for the Expert Registry. If you'd like to hear more, go to mediastable.com.au where we get to speak to some of the best experts in comms and some of the best media as well. Look forward to having your company next week. You have been listening to the Experts Podcast powered by Media Stable. To get in touch with the team, head to the Media Stable website, mediastable.com.au.